This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. To the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today we'll be talking about feeling trapped with anxiety. We'll be answering a listener's question. I'm going to start out today by thanking Emily for sending in her question and by reminding everyone out there, if you have a question you would like to have answered on the show, please send it in to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to put it in the possible questions to be answered on the show file. So send us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. And here's our email from Emily. Hi, Gina. I have an idea for a podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts on how to deal with public transportation and anxiety. What do you do when it's bubbling up? I often feel trapped. Instinctively, I want to run, but can't, which makes things worse. And I am often crammed into a tight space with other people. My worst nightmare, explanation point. Blessings to you, Emily. Thank you, Emily. Well, feeling trapped is a really basic fear, right? This is actually a primary fear and trigger for anxiety. So you are not alone, Emily. And the fact that it is on public transportation may, for you, add more to it. Like you said, you're crammed in with other people. You can't run. It's kind of like flying. You can't run. Once the doors are locked, you're on there. It's not like, you know, even driving gives you a little room, right? You can maybe pull a car over depending on your circumstances, but that's not always the case either. So the idea of being trapped is really the basis for a lot of anxiety. It's the underlying fear of, um, let's see what could be the bridges, tunnels, public transportation like Emily is talking about, elevators, flying, traffic, you know, being stuck on many lanes of traffic or an accident and your bumper to bumper stopped on a highway. Uh, Places like movies, churches, even meetings in your regular workplace. So when we look at this, we, you know, we can start to see it isn't just the public transportation, Emily, but I am, I'm answering this for you anyway, because all of these things are involved whether we, uh, because the what you said there, let me look at this again. You said a couple of really interesting things. Uh, you often feel trapped and you say instinctively want to run but can't, which makes things worse. So instinctively, that is what, where is that instinct coming from? That is from 
our primal brain. That's the amygdala, right? This is the place that is keeping us safe and keeping us running from danger. So that's the message that your mind is getting, that this is dangerous. So you have to actually get a little bit split here and get that amygdala to understand or move aside so that you can get your wise mind running the show. It's the fear has set off into your body and you're feeling it, right? The hormones are raging and that's what makes you want to run. So you have to pull up your wise mind, your thinking part of your brain, the executive functioning, that prefrontal cortex and say, this doesn't feel comfortable. This train is packed and I know I'm still okay. It's not comfortable but I don't need to run. That instinct to run, Emily, is from your ancient brain that's trying to keep you safe. It didn't live on public transportation, on a bus or a train. It doesn't know anything about that. All it knows is that you're sending this uh, idea of danger. And so because you're overly sensitized right now, Because you've been dealing with anxiety, it's going to feel uncomfortable until you've practiced enough that you can get that to really die down. And it's very possible. So hang in there. Hang in there with us, Emily. And this is a really common fear. And sometimes this kind of fear is originated in childhood events or traumas, um, Just the feeling of being trapped can be the event. It's not that we were truly trapped, but the the feeling of being trapped or the thoughts of being trapped uh, can be the event that, that has scared you enough. And maybe that happened when you were young. Maybe it's happened recently. Maybe it's just now happening from being oversensitized and now having to be in uncomfortable situations and discomfort for right now is feeling like danger. So it can come from a lot of different things, but we're going to have to deal with it all the same. A lot of these fears, if they were from when we were younger, follow us through life until we can consciously look at the fear and resolve that it was our response, the stress response that gave us the physical discomfort. So it's the thoughts that cause the response, which cause us to feel so uncomfortable. And we have to remember that we have a choice here in that response. We don't have to react. We can choose what our response is going to be. So this is where we have to be aware of what's happening and to say we have to slow things down, but we'll get to that in a little bit. How we actually perceive a situation and our urgent response is what causes the stress response. And that starts causing that hormonal cascade of physical symptoms. And then you have that feeling, Emily, just like you said, you instinctively want to run, but can't. So that's that feeling of being trapped. And like I said earlier, that can come on public transportation. It can come while crossing bridges. Uh, to get to the middle of the bridge or 
it's like, oh no, there's, I have to keep going. There are tunnels and even things such as movie theaters and churches, restaurants. I had a thing where I would be at a restaurant and I would want to know where the exit was. Like I wanted, it's not like I had to be facing it, but I had to know exactly where it was. And I had that feeling. So that's trapped feeling also. I didn't want to be trapped. I wanted to know how to get out. Same thing with theaters. I made sure I knew where those exits were on both sides. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So how are we going to begin to change this? And we change it by challenging. What we're challenging is not the situation, but we're challenging the belief. We need to ask, am I really trapped? Is this my old story, or am I really trapped? And you you have to look at it as a question mark and curiosity, but lightly and with no judgment. Because if you start getting angry at yourself, like, is this that old darn story? Like, don't be angry. It's time to just really look at this. So we're going to ask, am I really trapped, or is this my old story? Then we want to take a look at what is it that I can do? Because you're in a situation and you want to look at the things that you can do. Now, there's a whole bunch of things you can't do, like run, Emily, or just bolt, or go crazy, or jump around. Depending where you are, you can't explore. Bell that energy, right? You can't uh, jog in place to feel, you know, to get some of that energy worn off. You're kind of there. You're in your seat. And so you want to focus not on what you can't do, but those things that you can do. And when we start asking, what is it I can do? We're going to be able to come up with a few things. Like the closest one, I can breathe. I can move about 
in small ways, you know, even in a meeting where people maybe even are looking at you, uh, or there's a lot of people in the room, you can uh, stretch in your seat a little bit, you can move your feet, you can wiggle your toes. There are things that you can do. So you want to be able to just focus on that. The next thing that you want to always incorporate is slowing down. Slow yourself down. This is something we don't do. We get that hyped up feeling and we go with it. We keep going 90 miles an hour. And that actually, if it is not uh, exercise that you're doing and you're conscious and aware that you're trying to burn off some of this overstimulated feeling of hormonal release from stress, you may be jacking yourself up more. So slow down when you feel the urge to go faster and faster, right? That brings us back to when we talked here about doing the opposite thing. Like, Emily, you feel like you want to bolt? Do the opposite. Settle into your seat. Relax into the seat. Be glad you have a seat if you have a seat. Maybe relax your muscles. Maybe do some muscle relaxation, Maybe you could do the body scan in your mind if you've done it enough times at home with a recording. You can just start with your feet, work your way through. But we want to do something that slows us down. Another thing we can do if we can't get into an entire body scan in our seat on the public bus, we could maybe slightly close our eyes, half close our eyes, and relax into our seat. You do have your own little space. And to look at your mantra or a prayer that you do normally, if you have a mantra that you use in your meditation or a prayer that you recite during your meditation or before or after. And if you don't have either of those, you can start to recall your gratitudes for the day. Now, I'm suggesting these things over grabbing the phone because it helps us to know that we can take care of ourselves without something uh, outside to entertain us or to distract us. So let's talk a minute here about getting clear on distraction because we hear a lot about it like, oh, when you're in this situation, just grab your phone and you know, maybe play a game while you're waiting in line at the grocery store or while you're waiting for your coffee to be made at the uh, coffee shop. But there is a place and a time to do that. And there's a place and a time to, again, do what we were talking about earlier, challenging your belief that you need something from outside of you to distract you for that from that moment. So let's look at what sometimes to distract that might be helpful would be. I'm talking, grab your phone and distract if you have to, if you are really stuck, you are really totally overwhelmed, you're you're, you're really in a place where you can't feel like you can go forward, you need to bring it down a few notches, 
And maybe it's a plane, maybe it's a long flight, maybe it's waiting in an airport. Everybody's got their own different thing. Like some of those things don't bother anybody. Um, and other, but their health or reading about somebody being sick in their family is going to send them to the moon. So everybody's got their own thing that sets their anxiety off. But distraction would be, I'm going to call that like your last resort as far as using your phone or um, some of these twiddly things, spinners and all these other things. It's all great and I understand it and people have been playing, you know, crossword puzzles and all other kinds of things long before there were electronics to grab. I get it. And there is a place and a time for it. For entertainment, sure. And but don't come to rely on it. That's guess that's kind of what I want to get to here is that we don't want to have another thing we have to break. And part of resolving this anxiety panic is being able to be with what is happening. And if what is happening inside you is horribly discomforting and doesn't feel good, you need to make peace with that. You need to have peace with the idea that discomfort is not dangerous. And so if we just immediately run for our phone, which seems to be the biggest thing that people would use, is that we don't take the opportunity to challenge our belief that we need something from outside of us to calm us down or to get us through the moment. So there's a time and a place for it, but save it for your very last resort. Please try everything else beforehand, especially those slower moments like or ones that may not last so long, like a grocery line. Just enjoy the sights around you. Use your senses. Use what is with you already and let that uh, feast on what is around you. Maybe there's music playing. Maybe there are some magazines in front of you in that rack that you can uh, look at the ridiculous headlines on those or and uh, sort of have a little giggle out of that. Or just to be with. Notice how your body is feeling. Notice And Emily, this is all for you on that public transportation too. Notice how you're feeling. Use your senses. Yes, people are close. You're all crammed in, but notice other things. How does your body feel in its seat? How how is the temperature around you? Can you relax into the moment after you've noticed it and you've noticed everything about how it is around you? Can you just relax into it and let it be as it is? It's that when we get all ramped up that we want to change it, like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I got to change it. And you're in a situation where you can't, you know, that is exactly what you're starting to get ramped up about. Then it feels dangerous. Something's happening. I don't like it and I can't change it. That's dangerous to me. So we want to challenge that. And we want to feel that we can ask ourselves, Am I really trapped or is this my old story? Remember, these fears and these feelings may have come from a a myriad of different places, from either childhood, things that have happened even pre-verbally, things that could be having us, that we've been carrying around for a long time. It doesn't matter. What matters is now that we are feeling it and seeing it, that we can bring our consciousness to it. We can bring our conscious mind to it and be aware 
of what is happening and make changes and actually make responses, not reactions to what's going on around us. And it takes a little bit of practice, but being in discomfort is not something we have to go out and find to practice. Life is going to throw this at us every single day, I bet. So use those opportunities. Next time you feel uncomfortable, say, aha, now I have an opportunity to practice a different response. I don't have to react in my old way. I can choose another response. So hopefully you will use your senses to notice what is around you. You can bring your uh, awareness inside of you, depending on whether you're, uh, this all depends on whether you're driving or you're a passenger or many different things, uh, how much awareness you can bring to it. You're going to have lots of situations where you are able to bring more awareness and you can actually bring it inside and use that time to recite your mantra, to say a prayer, to pull up your gratitudes. Use your time wisely. I can remember being on a plane, and this was before we had electronics and stuff, being so grateful for a long flight because I could actually just settle in. No one was going to need me. No one was going to ask me to do anything. I could actually just be for the length of time of that flight. And actually at that time, I I I thought it was a perfect opportunity to meditate, to just be still. So the more we practice this, the more easily we notice it before it ramps up and gets out of control. So remember, don't get down on yourself if you try something and it doesn't really quite work. You can just say, I didn't catch it quite as early this time, but next time I probably will. The more that you play with this, the sooner you're going to be noticing that that you're starting to get worked up and that you have a choice to choose a different response. And now for today's quote. Letting go is the willingness to change your beliefs in order to bring more peace and joy into your life instead of holding on to beliefs that bring pain and suffering. And that's from Hal Tipper. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 